I've been a soldier, God's mighty army, many long years ago. Church, I've got tired, been wounded in battle, been a lot of times I've been broke up. But by the signs of the time, oh, I've come to realize I've got one more mile to go. For oh, it's that heights of heaven up above, I feel like running. Listen here, now Jesus said, when he reached down to save me, son, I'll go with you all the way. So I stepped out upon his promise, he's been with me night and day. Oh, it's been many years, I still can feel the fire burning down in my soul. This is a taste of what's up ahead. I believe I'll run my last mile home. Oh, I feel like running my last mile home. I see a great band of angels around God's throne. Oh, what a great celebration while the angels roll on. I feel like running Sing it one more time. Oh, I feel like running my last mile home. this morning. Glory to God. Glory to God. Songs we love to sing this morning. Page 220. I don't usually do that, but just keep getting this song off my mind this morning. So.
Somebody raise your hands and love the Lord in this house. Thank God we can make it. Hallelujah. Page 122, key of E flat.
I desire this morning to let the Holy Ghost from heaven fall on my life. Amen. I want to be filled and refilled with the Holy Ghost and fire in this house and in this service today. Amen. Good to see you in the house of the Lord on a Sunday morning. We just closed out uh, one of our best camp meetings and missions conferences. My, how we were blessed by all the preaching, the singing. Amen. The Lord challenged us and blessed us in so many uh, wonderful ways. And I can say that I'm better on this side of that camp meeting than I was on the other side of the camp meeting. On one of the services, and I won't tell you who it was, said to me later on, said, he preached to you about that tonight, didn't he? I said, yes, he did. Amen. Somebody say, man, we all need good preaching, don't we? Amen. Good preaching makes better people if we listen to what God's trying to tell us. Amen. Listen, we're fighting a real devil in this world we live in. And he's got your number, and he's got my number, and he's got strategies designed, devised for every human being in this house. Amen. But he cannot win if we'll be led of the Spirit, if we'll listen to what he says, and if we'll obey the Word of God. Amen. We'll come out with the victory. Thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We are a people of victory this morning. Amen. Now, if you've not turned in your pledges, we've not had a lot of them to come back. So if you've not turned in your pledges, uh, we want you to get your pledges uh, turned in. I understand that we have some that will probably be given uh, online to our online uh, missions account. In fact, we had some in the meeting that said they wanted to help out in certain areas, and I feel like they're probably going to give online because they didn't turn in a pledge sheet. So, But even, even if you plan to give online regularly, um, if you would, fill out one of these pledge sheets so we know uh, what comes in, we know where that exactly is supposed to go. For instance, if you give to missions, if you give to, if you go to the our website and you give to missions on the on our on our website and it's the general missions, it will tell us what you gave and who gave it, but it doesn't specify where that goes. But we can specify when it comes in if we know uh, where you want that to go. Otherwise, it goes into our uh, general missions account. So. We need, you to, we need you to give to that. And just starting out, and that could be the reason why, it doesn't look like we had as much come in this year as we had come in last year. Uh, but not as many took pledge sheets this year. So, And maybe it's because they are giving online. I hope that's what that is. So uh, anyway, we want you to fill the pledge sheets out and get them turned in. It is such an honor to have uh, Brother Emmanuel Aslam with us today from Pakistan. Brother Emmanuel is a man of God. He is a friend to this church, a friend to my family, and, and he's doing a wonderful, wonderful work in Pakistan at, at, at great risk at many times in some of the places where he goes. I remember one day I got a text from him just in the middle of the day. It was in the middle of my day, not his day. I don't know what time it was there. But he said, please pray. He said, the doors of the church are locked. But the Muslims are on the outside chanting, and they're trying to get in, and we don't know what's going to happen. Now, that's Pakistan, okay? That typically does not turn out very good at all. Usually when a crowd of Muslims gather, and they have violent intentions, they just kind of, the crowd gets worked up. It gets worse and worse and worse until somebody, until a church gets burned down and, or somebody loses their life or both. When I got that text, my heart fell, I, and I literally, I got physically sick 
When I saw that text, I got physically sick. I got nauseated, but I went to prayer. Then as I, I, as I was praying, I was trying to get the message out to different ones. I was sending text messages out uh, just describing as quick as I could while I was praying what was going on and getting people to pray right then and right now. And he texted me back in just a little while. I started calling him and didn't get an answer, so I was very worried. But he texted me back in a little while and let me know that the crowd had just dissipated and, and, and just went away. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen very often at all. That situation could have been and should have been much worse. But I believe my prayers, your prayers, and the prayers of others save this man of God's life. Amen. But then that's not the only place. I've, I've, the only time he's texted me, messaged me, and said a bomb went off down, you know, in my neighborhood uh, down from my house. There's just been several, several ways uh, that the enemy, I believe, has tried to snuff out his life. But God has preserved him and God has kept him. And how honored we are today to be able to be partnered with him in the ministry. Amen. There, there, are, there are people who come by and they preach for us. And I thank God for each and every one. And they're all special in their ministries and in their own right. But I want to tell you, this man that's going to come preach to us here this morning is just very special and dear to my heart. And I know he is to the heart of God. And so this week he has left he has left his family at home. And he's come to be with us in this conference and he said he's been blessed and he's been refreshed. Uh, but this morning now we're going to cover his airfare uh, going going and coming. But then also as you know, for those of you that may not have made the meeting when he came to customs, they were just about turning back and send him back to Pakistan because he didn't have a letter of invitation. He forgot to ask me for that letter, and uh, and I didn't, I didn't, so I didn't provide a, a letter. I forgot to ask him about it. With so many things going on, that's just the way that happened. And he's been just as busy as we have. I can tell you that he's not sitting in Pakistan waiting on this conference to roll around, or waiting on me to say, "Hey, man, how about you go run a school somewhere?" No, no, that man's always working, preaching crusades, digging wells, leading people to Jesus, helping to plant churches, running schools, and so that got bias, and so they. They cut his visa stay to six days, and so now he's got to turn around and go back tomorrow. So, but the blessing for that is the change in the, in his ticket price is one hundred and thirty-five dollars. That's all. But the the bad thing about that is on what it already costs to fly from there to here and back again. There's added one hundred and thirty-five dollars. So there's two ways of looking at that, and we're going to cover that. But this morning, I want us. Um, to receive a love offering for him and also our tithe. That's how this church is supported. The Bible said, bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse. This is the storehouse. Then it goes from this storehouse. It carries the expense of the storehouse. And then it goes to various needs around the world. Amen. We don't have a big nest egg somewhere where we just save up to say, well, we got $100,000 in case we ever just want to go build another one somewhere or buy something real, real nice. No, no. Amen. It comes in, it goes out. And so we want you to pay your tithe and give him the offering. And our offering today is going to go to our evangelist, uh, Brother Emmanuel Oslam. So ushers, if you'll come and help us receive our offering today. And he'll be preaching here again tonight. Invite someone to come hear what this man of God has to say. Amen. Brother Buddy, would you ask the Lord to bless the tithe and offering?
Amen. Worship as you give this morning. Jeff's not up here this morning. He hasn't quit uh, helping on the platform. His voice is bad, and he went outside and gave it a test run at his house out there and raised his voice a little bit, and it didn't cooperate with him. And um, he said, there's no way I'm going to get on that platform and with my voice like it is. And, and I think what he said was mess up and squeak, and then you put that all over Facebook and everywhere. He's a wise man, isn't he? <laughs> Amen. Appreciate Brother Jeff. It's been requested we sing this song this morning. Thank you for the valley.
Listen. Life can't be all sunshine or the flowers of life. Have the oceans pick me desert all bedrock and dry. And now life can't be all blessings or there be no need to pray. So Lord, I want to thank you. My God, I want to sing that second verse again. Listen, somebody. Now life can't be all sunshine or the flowers will die. Like the oceans, they be desert all barren and dry. And now life can't be all blessings or there be no need to pray. So, Lord, I'm going to thank you right here, right now. Somebody needs to thank God for what you're going through this morning. Oh. 
one more time. the oldest song me and my wife sing. We've been married 31 years this April. Been singing it here for 30 years, 20 years this month. You've heard us sing this song I know a hundred times or probably more. You know it by heart. You can lay down and quote the verses. Sing the chorus. Maybe there's just one person here today You've come through this camp meeting and the Lord has touched you and God has helped you and I'm thankful for all that God has done. But the camp meeting has come to a conclusion and here we are on a Sunday morning and you find yourself still in that valley, still in that whatever strategy that the, de the devil has designed against your life and is attacking your mind with it. I share with you, and I've said this a hundred times here, I know. Sometimes the sweetest fellowship I've ever had with Jesus has been in some of the worst and longest lasting trials. Trials that have outlasted from the good service Sunday morning and Sunday night to Wednesday night and then to the next service. Trials that have lasted longer and outlasted from revival to revival to revival. Some of them been days, Brother David. Some of them been weeks. Others have been months. I've found sweet fellowship in the Holy Ghost in the best of times and in the worst of times. And, and though I couldn't realize it to begin with at the time, I just knew that I was going to have something to thank God for. And so I've looked back at some of those terrible days some of those dark nights to my present condition after God has brought me through. And I said, God, I didn't enjoy that. That was hard on me. I thought I was going to lose my mind. Then a time or two, I thought I was going to have a nervous breakdown or have a heart attack and die. But I said, God, here I am. I've got a hold of something today and something's got a hold of me today that I would not have had I not had to come through what you brought me through. Hallelujah. You've heard me say this a lot lately. There is a God. I want to remind you, God is good this morning. He's a good God. And Paul said, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that that I've committed to him against that day. God has kept us in spite of it all. God has blessed us in spite of it all. God has anointed us in spite of it all because God's plan and God's purpose for your life and mine is greater than the trial, greater than the problem, greater than the difficulty. Now, we praise God for his goodness, don't we? We praise God for his blessings, don't we? Oh, I praise him for salvation. I praise him for sanctification. I praise him for the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I praise him for blessings. But I want you to help me praise him here for just a little while. For the valley. Amen. Listen now. 
thank you for the valley I've walked through today. Oh, the darker that old valley, the more I've learned to pray. Oh, I found you where the lilies, where they bloom across the way. So, God, I'm going to thank you for the valley. I'm walking through today. You know this now, listen. Life can't be all sunshine or the flowers would die. And the oceans, they'd be desert all barren and dry. You know life can't be all blessings or there'd be no need to pray. Oh, God, I'm going to stand right here and thank you for the valley I'm walking through today. Listen. Oh, Lord, I want to thank you for every hill I've climbed. Every time the sun didn't shine. I want to thank you for every lonely night. I prayed till I knew everything was all right. I thank you for the valley. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Just before Brother Emmanuel comes around, it's just us and the Lord today. Most of our visitors are going home. We're glad to have Sister Sherry bowling with us uh, in church today. Glad to have her with us. They're going to be parked out here, and uh, Brother Terry's going to be preaching around in different locations in the area. And, of course, they know they're welcome to park here anytime, so we're glad to have them with us. Amen. But McClinney Church of God. I want to tell you again this morning how much I love you, how much I appreciate you, how much I appreciate your faithfulness to the call of God in being faithful to this local assembly, amen, praying, reading your Bibles, living right, attending worship, paying tithes, giving in offerings, amen, praying, sending, going, everything that you do, everything that you are, everything that you've done, and then what we've got laid out ahead of us here in, in the year 2019, I want to thank you in advance, amen, for your hard work, efforts, and labors, and everything that you contribute uh, to this right here, amen, this right here. A lot of people question what we do. You may not know that, and maybe you do, but a lot of people question what goes on from this church and why this church does that and, and all of these kind of things. And once in a while, somebody will say, well, why don't they do stuff at home, to which I answer, what makes you think we don't do stuff at home? Where'd you get that idea? You just look at what we do around the world and assume that's all we do. Amen. There's something about assumptions that I won't say this morning. I'm assuming you already know it. If I said it, my wife would get after me, but I'll leave it right there. But I want to thank you and appreciate you for everything you do. Amen. And the work that you make possible. I like what Brother Buddy said the other night while he was praying. I never heard a thing after, after he said this and he was praying. He was talking to God, praying for the offerings. And he said that and I said, wow. I'm going to preach that sometime. But he said, Lord, 
we can sit in the comfort of our own homes and support this work and go all over the world. I thought, my God. Now, I know some of you would rather God just call you to leave your recliner and go live in poverty somewhere and work out there on the mission field, wouldn't you? I mean, you're ready to go. You won't, you'd trade that house and that recliner and that air conditioning and that bathroom for a shack somewhere. You would if God had called you, but if God don't call you and he lets you do that from here, I have all ideas you'll be happy with that. Is that right? Is that right? Okay, let me say it first. Amen. Amen. If God called me, I'd go. Amen. But I settled my call. I just had this conversation with someone, and I'm going to do what I can for God in the capacity that he's called me to. But that's, that's missions at a church level. Amen. It's God blessing us here, but allowing us to go to all the world and carry this gospel. I appreciate you saying that. You was anointed when you was praying that prayer. Amen. Brother Emmanuel, come around, buddy. God bless you. I love you. I appreciate this man of God. Give God a hand clap of praise for him while he can. Praise the Lord. Good morning, church. It's so be blessed to be here this week. I believe, and you are already blessed to hear of wonderful messages this camp meeting. What mighty God we serve. Praise the Lord. Glory to be God. He's faithful every morning, church. We can fail, but he never fails. He never fails. He's so faithful all to us. Glory to be God. Thank you, Brother Shannon and the church. I really appreciate all your love and support to do the work of God and to fulfill the great commission. Praise God. I have no word to say thank you very much, but let me tell you, we really appreciate your sacrificial support, love, prayer. It's really too much for us. It's really valuable. And I can't explain. When somebody prayed, he changed the world. Your prayer, your support changed the world. Glory to be God. Oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. Church, the Lord has put me something on my heart this morning. Shantala would you please open your Bible this morning? The book of Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, chapter 2, verse 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. Would you please stand? Chapter 2, verse 1. And he said unto me, Son of man, stand upon the feet. I will speak unto thee. And the Spirit entered into me. My goodness. And the Spirit entered unto me. And I tell you, the Lord wants to anchor something in you and into me this morning. When he spake unto me and set me upon my feet, that I heard 
him that speak unto me. He said unto me, a son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel, to a rebellion nation that had rebelled against me. They and their father have conflict against me, even unto this very day. Amen. Be seated. To get the message I'm going to preach, the title is this message, Stand in the Spirit. Stand in the Spirit. Or you can say, a strength in the Spirit. Let me tell you, let me give you a background. You know about Hezekiel, he was a priest, he has a, you know, working as a priest, but the problem with that preacher God called not be just to be a priest, but to be a prophet. You know, it's very easy to be a priest, but it is something difficult to be a prophet. Oh, you know, oh, let me tell you, prophet is not always so famous. Prophet ministry is not so easy, church. It was easy to his skill to be just a priest by gospel. His skill, this is not your calling. This could be your plan, but I have a different plan for you. I have different calling for you. I have a different mission for you. I call you as a prophet for your nation. And you look at chapter 1 when he saw the glory of God. Chapter 1 showed us he fell down on his face. Look at when he saw the glory of God. He saw God. He couldn't see him. He fell on the ground. Oh, let me tell you. When Israel was on the Red Sea, the Moses fell on the ground. And God said, why are you falling? Why are you weeping? Stand up. Stretch your hand. I have called you. I have reached you. I have anointed you. Church, let me tell you. The Lord spoke to me. Maybe the Lord has called you due to some treasure, due to some circumstances. You have fallen on the ground. And you say, Lord, what I can do? How can I do? Where I can go? Because I cannot see. There is a Red Sea. There, there is a back. The army, the enemy's backside. Lord, I cannot see. But you don't think. You don't need to look ahead. You don't need to look back. Look into Jesus. And listen, what is talking to you, church? The prophets fall on his face. He could not see him. But what chapter 2, verse 1 say? And he said unto me. Oh, let me tell you. I want to go very simply. And tell you very easily and slowly. He said unto me. Let me ask you a question. What he said to you? This morning before you come to the church. What he said to you this morning. What he talked about you this morning. What he gave you this morning. What the message you have this morning. What a great thing before we come to church Lord. 
church before we come here and when the preacher preach gets mercy and you come and say pastor thank you this is the confirmation what you preach on this pulpit the Lord already spoke me before I came here God spoke me same message he said unto me this is a personal thing church this is a personal thing. You know, we heard a great preaching hall this week. We heard a great message. But let me ask you one question. It's not about just listen a sermon. It's not just listen a good preaching. It's listen from heaven. From God. What is talking to me? What is saying to me? What is speaking to me? He said unto me. You know. He's not, not prophets are speaking to prophet. Not preaching is preaching to preacher, but God is speaking to a prophet. He said unto me, and this is a question for us, for you and for me, what he said to me. As a church, individually, and you know, I give you one thing quickly. He said to us, Go and preach the gospel in all over the world. And make the disciple. And this is what he has speak to her. This is what he said to her. Go and preach the gospel. And this is not just for, in, for one man. This is for everyone. This is for the church. He speak unto me. A son of man. What does mean the son of man? Why God said him son of man because it's sure God said I know you are so weak I know you cannot stand I know you don't have a strength but let me tell you Israel, I'm going to give you a power I'm going to give you my spirit will make you strong I know you cannot stand but my spirit will give you a power to stand for me and you can stand and preach for me you know this prophet was in a difficult situation he was not in the temple. He was not in, in, his, in his city. He was far away from his, the temple. He far away from Jerusalem. He was in captivity. But let me tell you, the Spirit anchored him in. A son of man. He was falling the ground. And when I was praying, and the Lord gave me a message, God spoke to me. There are some people in the church, they have fallen on the ground. Even they have a hard time to stand in praise. They have a hard time to stand for prayer. They have a hard time to go for a mission field. They have a hard time to praise, to pray, because they don't have a strength. They say, Lord, I'm so weak. I don't have an ability. I don't have a power. I cannot stand. But God said, I know you are weak, but I make you strong. I will give you my spirit. I will give you strength. A son of man. Let me tell you, church, God's no about our weakness. 
how much we have a power, how much we don't have, how much we have a strength, or how much we don't have a strength. But praise God, when I don't have my strength, then I will get strength from God. You know, I have seen many people, they try to do with their own strength rather than God's power. Look at Paul. Paul said, Lord, I can't do. I'm so weak. And God said, Jesus said, this is good. You are weak because my grace is sufficient for you. Because my power will be manifested in your weakness. You know, many times, we try to hide our weakness. But this is what I learned. We come as we are. We can say, Lord, I'm so weak. I can't do that. But you give me a strength to do your work. We come to him as we are church. We need to come to him. And then he said, a son of man. And stand upon the feet. And I will speak unto you. Church, let me tell you this morning. God wants to speak to us. That's personally. Not just on Sunday. But he wants to speak to us every day. If we allow to him to speak to us every day. Oh, it's good. We have a technology. We listen every day from YouTube. That's fine. We listen from Facebook. That's fine. But can we hear from heaven? Can we hear from God? Can we hear from the Spirit of God speaking to me while I am in this church? When I am here, let God speak to you. Let let God speak to this child. Let God speak to your family. Stand upon the feet. And I will speak unto thee. And you know the verse to say. And the spirit entered into me. You know. We cannot hear from God. Until the spirit comes. If we want to hear from God, we need the Spirit of God. If we don't have the Spirit of God, we cannot hear from God. So if you want to hear from God, let me allow him to enter the Spirit of God in me and in you. And when the Spirit will enter, then we can hear from God. You know, when I was praying, and the Lord gave me this message. And you know what the problem with the church today? Because we are not hearing from God, because we never allow the Spirit of God to enter in the church. Let me tell you, I'm going to start to preach. Listen to me careful. If we enter the world in the church, then the spirit is not going to enter in the church. If we allow the entertainment to enter in the church, then the spirit is not going to enter in the church. If we allow the flesh to enter in the church, then the spirit of God is not going to enter in the church. You know, I have seen, 
I have seen the worship today. It's more club. It's more entertainment. It's more lighting. But let me tell you, we don't need a technology. It's good. We have a technology. But we need the Spirit of God. Let's enter in the church one more time. I'm not speaking against technology. But if we have a technology, but think about that, if we don't have the Holy Ghost, if we don't have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, what technology can do? Oh, no, 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 no. Let's enter the Spirit of God one more time in this last hour, church. Let's enter the Spirit of God in you and in me, in the church of God. Oh, Lord. And the Spirit entered into me. And you know why? There is no Spirit in the most of the place in the church. Because there is too much fleshy thing. There is flesh too much in the church. There is too much world in the church. We brought the Bollywood, the Hollywood in the church. How we can accept and hope we can see that God is going to speak to us. You know, I have watching the preacher come on the purple. He will preach how to bless, how to can you live a successful life. But where is the preacher who come on the purple and tell, I'm asking you not just to live a successful life, but I tell you how to live a holy life for the Lord. How you can live to please to God. How you can live for God. You know, the other day I was teaching in one of the Bible college. And one of my students, she came to me. And she said, brother, sir, I'm looking for the church. So I, I want to ask you, what church should I go? So I looked at her and I laughed. I, I said, you are looking church close to your house? She said, yes, sir, this is what I'm looking. If I find a church close to my home, then I can go easily. I told her, I said, listen to me, listen to me carefully. Don't look church close to your house. Look church which is close to the Bible, which is close to the Holy Ghost, which is close to the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Spirit enter into me. Oh, let me tell you why no spirit is entered to the end of service most of the time. Because there is a division among the church. When I was praising him and praying him, Lord spoke to me. Lord said, still met some people sitting here, but the division in their heart. There is a division in their spirit. If there is a division, if there is a politics in the church, the spirit will never enter into us church do you want let the spirit enter into us we need to get right with God church we need to be humble before him <laughs> 
We need Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, never ever before, what is the greatest need in this last hour for the church? More than technology, more than money, more than building, more than anything. We need the Holy Ghost one more time. We need a Pentecost one more time. We need the Holy Ghost enter into us one more time, church. Look at the book of Acts. When the 120 people was, were in the upper room, the Holy Ghost entering them. And you know what happened? They shaved the world. Are you willing this morning to enter the Spirit of God doing us one more time? Let me tell you, I have seen on the purple many preachers, they preach a good sermon. Many singers, good to sing song. Many best players, they play the music, but they never have a spirit of God. The spirit of God never enter into them. But let me tell you, if we become humble before God, if we empty and Lord, the Holy Ghost, let enter into the church, into our life, in our prayer meeting, in our altar, Everything will be changed, church. Everything will be changed. The spirit enter. Oh, glory to be God. Let me tell you, if we want to preach on this purpose, we need the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. If we want to reach the world, we need the Holy Ghost. Oh, let me tell you, it doesn't matter what age you have. You are young, you are old, you whatever, you are child. Let the Spirit enter in you and in me one more time, church. Don't tell me how much you have experience to preach the gospel. Don't tell me what title you are carrying. Don't tell me whatever you have a degree. Tell me, do you have the Holy Ghost? Do you have the Holy Ghost? Do you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Do you allow to enter the Holy Ghost in your life? You know, we are looking for the Bible colleges, for the seminaries. It's, no, it's good we need to be in the Bible college, in the seminaries. But look at that. If I have a degree, if I don't have the Holy Ghost. If I have a talent, but not anointing, it's useless. I saw in the church there are many gifted people but very few anointing people in the church. Oh, why? Why this church? Because we don't have the Holy Ghost. We never allow to enter to in us. How can he enter when there is a jealousy in the church? How can he enter when there is a division in the church? How he can enter when there is a politics in the church? How he can enter? But look at this prophet. He humble. He alone let the spirit enter into him. Let me tell you this morning, and listen to me closely and carefully. Let the Holy Ghost enter in your marriage life. To heal your marriage life. 
Let the Holy Ghost enter in your family to save your children, to save your generation, to save this nation. Glory to be God. I believe the Lord put this church among this nation and God is speaking to you, church, this morning. Church of God, let enter, let do my spirit enter in this church so I can change this nation, so I can reach this generation. Oh my God. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking. Oh my, I'm going to stop quickly. When, when Prophet was on his face, he, he tried to stand up with all strength, but he couldn't stand. He cried, he cried again and again. He cried, but I'm going Oh, oh, prophet, listen, listen. You have been crying for long, but I know you cannot stand in my presence. I know you cannot see me, but let me help you. Let me give you my power. Let me give you my anointing. Let me give you my strength. Let me give you my Holy Ghost. Oh, you are old. Maybe you're 60. Maybe you're 70. But God said, I know you cannot stand for mission. I know you cannot stand to be my witness, but let the Holy Ghost enter in you so you can be my prophet, my preacher, my witness. You know, God is saying to me, give me a man who can stand for me. Give me a man who can stand up for me. Church, if we are not going to stand in this dark time, then, then when we will stand? And who will stand? It's the matter of death of and life. And we need to stand in the spirit, not in the flesh, not just in the routine, but in the spirit. You I know many times we pray, but not in the spirit. Many times we pray, but not in the spirit. I heard many people speaking tongues, they speak tongues, but there is no spirit. There is not a song, but there is no spirit. There is a good preaching, but there is not spirit of God. Because we are so occupied with the worldly things. We are so occupied with the flesh. We are so dependent about the world, about the system, about the technology, rather than God and His Spirit. When the Spirit entered, the prophet stood. Oh, let me tell you quickly. You know about the Peter. Oh, what man he was. He said, Jesus, I never leave you. I never forsake you. And Jesus said, I know Peter. I know about you. I know about your strength. I know about you, what you are talking about. But you are the man who's going to deny me. A day come when you say you don't know me. And a day came when he denied Jesus. But let me tell you, the guy who ran from Jesus, the 
apostle, the preacher who denied Jesus, but day of the Pentecost, when he was in the upper room, when they were praying, and when the Holy Ghost came, when the fire came, when the Holy Ghost entered in the life of Peter, that same man who ran away, who denied, he stood on the day of Pentecost, and he preached Christ, he preached Christ, he preached Christ, and three thousand people got saved. Do you want to preach? How we can preach? Oh, you know, you know, many times I know all the preachers we study a lot. We study a lot. We try to get good information to give a church. Oh, so church must know how much I have a good struggle. I'm good reader. I got a lot of information. I have got of tell you. I have got a material to tell you. But let me tell you, it's good. You have a lot of material. If good, you have a lot of information. But let me ask, how much do you have the Holy Ghost? How much do you have the anointing? How much do you can stand in the spirit, not just in the knowledge, but stand in the spirit? of God. Oh Lord. God is looking at such preacher who can stand in the spirit. Not just in the knowledge. Not just with the technology. Not with the just for information. But God is looking in this church. I believe you are one of them. God is talking to you. My son, it's time to stand in the spirit. It's time to stand for me. It's time to stand for your family. It's time to stand for your nation. It's time to stand for a mission work. Let the spirit enter into our life one more time, church. Let the spirit enter in our service one more time. Let the spirit enter in the church, in the family, in our ministry, in our mission work. Let him enter one more time. But you know what the problem we have? We have rejected him. You know, let me tell you, the early church, they don't have what we have. The early church don't have a technology. They don't have a Bible college. They don't have a good facility. But let me tell you, they have the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to be God. Oh, we are not much effective as they were effective. If we want to affect this nation, if we want to reach this nation, if we want to reach this world, we need to be in the spirit. Not just talk about the spirit, but to be in the spirit. Not just on Sunday morning, not just Sunday evening, but on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, every day, be in God's spirit. Let him, spirit, enter to us. If we want help from God. Do you know why not church able to stand today? You know, we are talking a lot. 
what is going on in this world. We see the darkness, the nation, the generation, they are refusing God. They are rejecting the word of God. And even look at the church. Even church don't have strength to stand, to speak the truth. Let me tell you quickly, if we be in the spirit, what would be happen? Let me tell you quickly, when Peter stood in the spirit, he was not afraid to preach Christ. Glory to be God. The spirit gives you a boldness. The spirit gives you the authority. The spirit gives you a power to face the world, to face the challenges. You are not scared to preach Christ. You are not afraid to tell the truth if you had the spirit of God. You know, when I was flew from Switzerland to, to for USA this week, there was a man who has a book. So he opened his book. So I was sleeping. I woke up. Listen, God spoke to me. Talk to this man. I said, Lord, I don't know who is this man. Why I need to talk to this man? God said, he's reading the Bible. I looked at a try. He's another role. So that was in French. So I could not read the Bible or something else. I said, Lord, I cannot see. I don't want to talk to any strange people. I don't know who is he. Doesn't he like me or no? Doesn't he want to talk with me or not? God said, you are not going to talk to him. This is I'm going to speak to him, to you, if you allow me. I said, Lord, I allow you. I allow you. And you know what happened? I look at him. I said, sir, if you don't mind, may I ask you a question? He said, yes, sir. I said, is that Bible? He said, yes, this is a Bible. I am the pastor in New York City. And God said, see, I'm going to speak to him. Talk to him. And the Lord gave me a list. And he God is going to speak to me. I said, pastor, this is your going to. This is your problem. And this is your praying. And he looked at me. He came to me. He started to cry in the prayer. He said, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the God is speaking to me. He said, before I sat in the plane, listen to me, listen to me, church. He said, before I sat in the plane, I said, Lord, when I will take off this land from this airplane, I want to be a new person. Speak to me, but let me tell you one thing. If we allow him to speak to me so he can speak to me, to this world, he started to cry in the airplane. He said, I feel the heaven. I feel the presence of God. He said, because you are absolutely right. This is what I'm struggling. This is what I was praying. And praise God. God has speak to me. Not a preacher, but God speak unto me. All church, let me tell you, what would be happening? I'm going to close quickly. What would be happen if we enter the spirit of God? We can stand for life. We can stand for life. If we allow to enter the spirit of God, then we can stand for the truth. If we allow to enter the spirit of God, then we can stand for the holiness. Let enter spirit to me to preach the gospel. Let the spirit move in the church 
so we can take this gospel to end of the world. And this is what God spoke to Paul in the book of Acts chapter 26. Jesus said, stood up because I have appointed you. I have anointed you. You go before the king and you will be my witness. Oh, praise the Lord. Paul stood on his feet. Peter stood on his feet. And let church, let me tell you, you can stand in the spirit and you can sing the nation to the power of the Holy Ghost. And this time, church, to just not stand in the routine. It's no time just to come on Sunday and sing a two song and just have a good music. But it's time to be in the spirit of God one more time. It's time to be like a spirit of the Pentecost. And you know what happened? In the verse 7, chapter 2, when God spoke to him, God said, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to listen to you, but you have to preach. Let me tell you, don't worry about the result. Just preach the gospel. Just preach the gospel. And give the hand of God. You will see a great result. But church, let me tell you this morning. My prayer, before we leave this church today, let the Spirit go enter in us one more time. And you know what thing is hindering to enter the Spirit? That of a flesh. That's of a desire. Of our ambitious, of our own plan. Lord, this is my plan. Lord, this is my agenda. Bless my plan. Bless my agenda. No, 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 no. Say, Lord, I'm going to give my body as a living sacrifice. Lord, take me. Holy Ghost, come and fill me. Holy Ghost, enter into my life and make me a channel to reach this lost world, to reach this generation. Let me ask you, church, a question. When you pray at home, how do you pray? You know, the Muslim people, they pray five times a day. The Jews pray three times a day. And look at the Christian. They pray just two minutes a day. That's the problem. One day, I was talking, and my son, he was sitting beside me. I told him, I said, son, do you know the hospital open 24 hours? He said, yes, Papa. I said, son, do you know the police station open 24 hours? He said, yes, Papa. And I shut my mouth. And after 10 minutes, he came back to me. He said, Papa, I have a question. I said, son, what is that? Why the hospital open 24 hours? Why the police station open 24 hours? I said, son, because church closed 24 hours. When the church is going to open 24 hours, the police station and the hospital are going to close because the Spirit is God. He's going to move. Are we in the Spirit? When we come in the church? You know, I was talking this morning to somebody in America, Pakistani family. I said, let me ask you one question. You know, I love to worship. 
I love to praise God. I said, but why we need in Pakistani days a traditional before preacher come to preach, we sing a song for the Holy Spirit to come. I said, let me ask you a question. Do you believe the Holy Ghost killing you or do you believe the Holy Ghost killing in heaven? If you believe he already in you, then why you are inviting when somebody already in the place? Because we know we are not in the spirit. We come from the world every Sunday and try to fix ourselves. We put a new suit for Sunday suit to be in the church to impress people. I'm a spiritual man. I'm a good singer. I'm a preacher. I can sing. I can praise. I can pray. But let me tell you, church, it's too time to take off the suit on Sunday and put the suit of the Holy Ghost. Oh, you have been wearing a suit or Sunday suit every Sunday, but God said, I want to give you something different. I want to give you a clock of the power, a clock of the righteousness, a clock for the anointing. Oh, I'm going to close. Can I tell you one thing more? I was talking with Bershanga. You know, I was running the school of Christ a few years ago back. I saw the dream in the morning. And you know what I saw in the dream? I saw my wife, and she has lost her mind. And she even don't have wear good clothes. And she's wandering the street. She doesn't know what she's doing, where she's going what she's doing. When I saw her, my heart was broken. I woke up. I said, Lord, what is that? What is going to do with my family? What is going to happen with my wife? If this happened, if my wife lost her mind and she don't know what she's doing, where is she going? He destroyed my family. It will be destroyed my ministry. I wept two hours. I said, Lord, I don't know what is that dream. Why this is going on? Tell me what is the meaning of this dream. After Two hours, I rap, I cry, and after two hours, God spoke to me. God said, quiet, and tell me, what did you see? I said, Lord, I saw my wife. God said, what did you see more? I said, Lord, she have lost the mind. She don't have a clothes. She's wandering the street. She doesn't know what to do, where she goes. And God said, this is your wife. I said, yes, Lord. And God spoke to me. I show you my bride. I show you my wife. She have lost lost the mind of Christ. She have lost the clock of the righteousness. Go and bring to me back. Let the Spirit enter to us one more time, church. Who oh, he can enter? Let me tell you. Would you please stand? Let me tell you. He's not going to just anchor because I'm going to lift my hand. Hmm? Because I'm going to lift my hand, he will enter. No, no, no. I need to make a space for him. I need to clean myself for the Holy Ghost. 
I need to make a room for the Holy Spirit. Oh, he's talking to you, child. He's saying, I'm going to enter into you. I'm going to enter in your family. I'm entering your relationship. I'm going to enter in your church. I'm going to make you strong so you can stand for me in this dark time. You can stand for your children. When the Spirit will be entered, you can stand for your children. You can stand for the gospel. You can stand for the truth. You don't need to worry. Maybe you say, I can't. How can I stand to my children? How can I talk to my children? Let God talk to your children. Let God alone to speak to your children, to you. Let God speak to this nation, to you, church. Are you willing to enter His Spirit? Are you willing? I know. Maybe this preaching is really strange for you. As God spoke to me, the church never allowed me to enter. Look at the gospel in the book of Revelation. Jesus is standing at the door. He's standing at the door. It's me. He's not in the church. He's outside the church. So I think it's better to be there where Jesus is. I we willing to enter Him, but let clean ourselves. Come to God and say, Lord, if there is a division, if there is a laziness, if there is a politics, you know, Pastor Shannon, I felt strong and I was praying. You know, I'm not, I'm not judging anyone. Please, please don't misunderstand. But somehow, somewhere, there is no one heart. You know where the spirit comes? Where is the unity? They have one place, one cord, one heart, and the Holy Ghost came. And it's not just coming for two, 20 minutes. Let me tell you, when the spirit enters into you, into me, not just for the service, you will take that spirit at your home. You will take that anointing with you. With you. And God said, let my spirit anchor in your life, in your ministry, in this church, and in your family. And let me talk to this world. Either they listen or not. But this morning, I want to encourage you. Say, Lord, speak to me. Number one. Number two. Say, Lord, anchor into me. Number three. Say, Lord, help me to stand for you. Church, it's time to stand up. If not this time, then it's too late. I want to choir to sing. If you want to feel free, I'm not going to ask you. If you feel, yes, we need the Holy Ghost to enter in us. You come on the altar and to pray.